0: Welcome to the Member Engagement Show with Higher Logic, the podcast for association professionals looking to boost retention, gain new members, and deepen member involvement. Throughout our show, we'll bring on some experts, talk shop about engagement, and you'll walk away with strategies proven to transform your organization. I'm Heather McNair. I'm Alex Mastriani. And we're happy you're here. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Member Engagement Show. I'm so excited that today I have my colleague and friend, Beth Arrett, Association Strategist here at Higher Logic, joining me as my co-host and guest today. Hey, Beth. Hey, Alex. How's it going? Going pretty well. Um, I'm excited that you're here. I feel like we chat. We were just joking that we get the updates from Microsoft that we, um, what is it, that we engage like, I don't even know. It was constantly. Yeah,
1: it was like (laughs) seventeen hours or something in the
0: past week of collaboration. (laughs) Yes, so we talked to each other a lot. But I'm excited to have you on the podcast today to talk about something that we were discussing the other day, Mm -hmm. all about um, multi-channel member communications and how important it really is for associations to make sure they are everywhere that their members are because. You know, some folks can tend to over-rely on one channel, but if their members aren't there or are not seeing it, then it's going to be tougher to get their attention the next time um, they're online and looking for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things we're going to be talking about today is using RSS feed, which is an old school thing. So old school people, please don't run away. I swear swear there is relevant stuff from this decade, this century. Um, So. But One of the things about RSS feeds is that back in the day, um, the way we found out when websites got updated, uh, was somebody typed it on a little um, uh, um, rock and then held it out for a basic no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, um, they uh, almost every site had an RSS feed, and you would just subscribe to the feed, and your feed reader would just be this constant update, kind of like what you're. Twitter timeline is now this constant update of news you actually wanted, um, and we obviously we got away from that in part because of email sites got more sophisticated, marketing got more sophisticated, and we were actually able just to say here here's my email address. Email me only when your site does something that's relevant to me. Um, so we started we gave out our info. We started getting emails, more emails, and more emails, <laughs> and now we just have email fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's so
0: funny yeah. when you mentioned RSS feeds, like – and the the word feed in particular just made me think of – it was probably like 12-ish years ago when I was very reliant on Google – Reader, I think it was called. And yeah, then, Google Reader. Yeah, and then they got rid of it a couple of years after. But it was like a daily thing for me, multiple times a day, checking my feed reader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I was obsessed with it. And then yeah. they got rid of it. And I think I started using Feedly. And then Feedly made a bunch of changes and I didn't love it. So then I just started
1: relying on my my Twitter timeline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because um, RSS feed, I, had, I went through sort of the same thing. And RSS feed kind of fell by the wayside for a while. Um, but it's making a comeback. And in starting to do all this research, um, because I've, I realized during a conversation with about Gen Z not opening email, I was like, uh-oh, well, they're the next workforce. Yep. And we always email fatigue anyway. I'm like, how do we as marketers in particular, um, especially association marketers with, you know, we don't have the budget of target. Um, Mm -hmm. we don't have the, most of us don't have the budget for TV advertising. Um, how are we going to get our message in front of people? Um, what about marketing automation, marketing automation, is such a great tool, how do we adapt? Um, so. I started looking at ways to get information in front of people. Um, and one of my colleagues, from AAAE, when I used to work there, um, mentioned that she worked with some of her Gen Z student leaders using um, GroupMe, which is kind of like WhatsApp for the next generation, I guess. Okay. I was going to say, um, I don't
0: know what GroupMe is. Yeah. Yet, so.
1: um, it's basically like a group. It's like a an app for group texting, more or less. Okay. Um, you can join and leave groups and things like that. So I was like, well, how do I get... How do we get the message in front of that? I was using a community feed from Hug, um, the Logic user group. And I took that and I had never heard of GroupMe. And within 25 minutes, I had the GroupMe app on my phone. I had used the RSS feed from Community through um, a little connector called IFTI that I'll talk about. And um, I had, not only did I have the RSS feed from the marketing automation community in Hug, Going straight to my phone on GroupMe, but I had GroupMe sent turned on turned on to send texts. So now I get all of the um, updates from whenever somebody posts on Hug in the marketing automation community come to my phone as a text message in like a couple of minutes. And for me, that's awesome because wow. I don't have a ton of text messages coming as a feed like that. Um, and that's something that I really want to pay attention to. So now I'm basically picking and choosing my own Twitter feed, so to speak. Um, so because you can do that in Twitter, but Twitter is starting to add more and more advertising. So it's becoming just like everything else. Um, it's harder to get your your news from there. Um, so, you know, we have to deal with that email fatigue. Mm -hmm. We can't just stick our heads in the sand. It affects, Obviously, it's a huge impact on marketing animation experts, um, but it affects communities too because, you know, communities in the same boat as everybody else. It's a website. You have to rely on people to go to it or to see it and read the mm-hmm. emails, digests that they get, um, or they have to download the app and allow notifications. And that's great. If you've engaged your customers and they really like to chat, they like to network, then those people are going to keep coming back because they're bought in. Well, I mean, all these things are key to success of your core community members. You Mm -hmm. still need those. But how many more customers could you get to buy in if your message could go to a bunch of other places where they are all the time? Yeah. How many semi-engaged customers would become frequent posters if they saw your latest posts in several different places in one day? And what if your customers who use GroupMe, for example, could just join a group there and then every time a new post goes up on the community, they get that on GroupMe or as a text message? Or what if it's into a WhatsApp group? You know, How much more do you think your engagement is going to go up, whether it's in your community, whether it is with your latest product, your, with your event? You know, yeah. how much more could you get your engagement to go up if you could syndicate your message across a lot of places at once?
0: Yeah. So let's talk about some of those different channels. You know, if everyone is... Having trouble with getting those emails opened with especially some of those, the, the Gen Z members that are coming in or they're trying to get to come in. What are some of the best non-email ways that associations can think about reaching out to their members?
1: Well, it just, just to underscore the importance of what we're about to say, um, this is horrifying to me, but the <laughs> oldest Gen Zers are 24. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I love. I always love the stun, stun silence that that gets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they are in the workforce. They are your target audience. They're your latest group of um, potential members. Yep. So new to the new
0: to the workforce, new to the industry, yep. definitely can find value in the membership. So you want to be reaching out to them. Yep. You want to be on their radar. Yep. Where Where do you go? What are those so, channels?
1: Yeah. So. RSS decide. decide, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, there are a lot of different non-email ways to get your message to customers. Um, obviously you should be posting on social media. Um, you should be posting consistently. You should be posting things that are relevant. Um, you should definitely engage with other posts. Um, Twitter, those kinds of things. Social media are not, uh, megaphones, they're conversations. Yes. And, um, you want to engage with other people. Otherwise your message is going to get you shouting into the void. Um, and then obviously tag people, but make sure it's when it's appropriate. Don't tag people or use a bunch of hashtags to just try and get noticed because that will get you blocked. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also advertising. Um, there are a lot of things you can target. Advertising can be, um, amazingly inexpensive if you target well, Mm -hmm. um, you can target demographics, you can target interests, you can target geolocation within to within like a mile of a specific location. Um, so, for example, if you know there's a conference going on somewhere that is your audience, you can um, target that conference hall, that exhibit hall, that um, convention center, um, and you can do it during certain hours within a mile radius of that place. And then you can add demographics to further make sure that you're hitting your people, including... only people who visited the website of that conference. So, you know, it's those attendees. So there's so much you can do. You can even target specific email addresses. So now we've gone from, okay, you can target your audience to you can target your members. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now you can upload email addresses and target specific people on Google ads, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, so they could get your um, associations, could get their mem- message right in front of you, Alex, because you're relying on Twitter as your yep. main newsfeed. <laughs> um, YouTube, so the YouTube ads show up there. And everybody's favorite business, social media, Pinterest. <laughs> Do you find a lot of associations are using Pinterest? Um, I, th- you know, I don't. But I also know that almost all of them have locked down their, their Pinterest um, username.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Because you have to, I mean, in this day and age, if you haven't gone out and locked down every single one of your um, uh, accounts, basically. (laughs) Yeah. The handles for every single one of your accounts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. Okay. Um, I actually had to go into one of my previous jobs. I had to go into almost to a cease and desist to get somebody who had co-opted one of ours. (laughs) Um, so yeah, lock those down early, people. Yeah, they're important. Um, but you can upload your um, the email addresses. I mean, that just because associations are not using Pinterest doesn't mean your members aren't right. Um, so being able to market to your members on there. The problem with that is, you know, not all, like you said, not all of your users are going to be all of the site. When it comes to Google, they may have ad blockers. They may mm-hmm. pay for YouTube so they don't have to watch ads. Um, so you also may not have the right email address. I mean, I'm not going to be signed up for Pinterest under the same email address that I'm giving yeah. you for my work job. For, my, for my work job? <laughs> for my work job. <laughs> for your work job, you use a different email address. <laughs> yes. For my work job, I use my work job email. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. that's- Yes, yes, listeners, this is what 15 of those 17 hours sounded like.
0: <laughs> so it's it's really, you know, all coming back to the point of, you know, those people who might not be engaging with e- with email could be seeing your messages or your ads on Twitter, if that's where they are, like I am looking for some updates. Or maybe they are just surfing the web and they happen to get served up an ad because your association has uploaded the email address. Right. Um, it could be a, another way to bring them back into the community to yep. serve them up the latest content that they need to know, need to see, an association announcement, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so how does RSS play into all of this? Um, so. Why should this still be on your radar?
1: Um. Well we talked a little bit in the beginning just about how, um, you know, people have email fatigue and that, yeah, the advertising will work, but you know, for example, say you're using your community's RSS feed, um, it's really hard to just keep putting that into your Google ad as things update. Um, same thing for your messaging and there are other places you want to make sure it, it goes. So, um, feed readers are actually making a comeback. I swear. Um, Alex, should you be interested in switching from Twitter (laughs) back to a feed reader of some kind? Good to know. Um, there's one called feeder that makes an RSS feed reader for Chrome and Firefox. It's an extension. Um, basically if you click on a, a feed you come up with an XML feed or something like that, um, you can just, it'll say, this is a feed. Do you want to subscribe? And you can add it. Um, I've actually... In doing all of this research, have learned to love my reader again. Which is yeah. something I never thought I'd say. I mean, sorry, I hate to tell all these people out here going, I don't use a feed reader. If you follow podcasts, if you have a podcast um, app, you're using RSS feeds.
0: I was just gonna say, like, maybe we take this back to like feeds 101 because it didn't, it's mm-hmm. kind of a weird thing, might not be intuitive to people to make that connection, but like what how do you define a feed? Because back in the day when I was using Google Reader, it was I don't know, like fifty different blogs that I followed, and I just grabbed the feed um, from those. So it's a blog, it's a podcast,
1: yeah. That even updates. web pages could have them. Um, yep. uh, there are even apps that will actually, or not apps, uh, websites that will actually um, go to a site and tell you, oh, this is the feed for that site. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically uh, an XML code, um, which is structured in a certain way to tell you in your feed reader, okay, this is the title of this feed or this blog post or this podcast. Those of you who got this podcast through a feed through a podcast reader, congratulations, RSS feed gave you that. Mm-hmm. Um, it tells you the description. If there's an image, it'll pop that in beside it, things like that. So um, a feed is just, it's feeding content to these readers in a way that it can understand. Okay, It's like, it's kind of like, uh, a very simplistic version of HTML. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then that these readers know how to read it and output it to you in such a way that you it makes sense to you. It's like Google Translate for code. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to put it. So yeah, so that's a feed reader. What a feed. What a feed is and what a feed reader does with it. So, how
0: can folks think about using an RSS feed with you know? all of the different feeds that they might have, whether it's their website or if if the organization does have a podcast, how can they use RSS feeds to help disseminate some of this
1: information? I am so glad you asked that question. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if you go beyond those readers, obviously there's a world of opportunity. Um, there are things like aggregators where you can put <clears throat> like RSS mix, where you can create your own mix of several feeds and you can output them into one feed. So say your org has a podcast feed and a blog feed and a community feed, right? You can create that mix that has all three of them and s- someone can just get all of your updated content. Um, you can add your community posts in there so they can get that too. So this is say it's higher logic has all of actually has all of the things. So let's say here's the higher logic feed. This is all of our news and information. Um, you could use that code to turn our RS, that RSS feed into a widget, hmm. um, of latest discussions, blogs, podcasts, everything all on your website, your social media pages, your app. Um, AAA has an app that I put the RSS feed is the first thing you see when you log into the app. That's um, awesome. So when you log into the app, you get all the updated news first and then you have to click elsewhere before you get like can search for uh, certification or something like that. So anywhere that you can put a widget or a feed or even HTML, there are actually free sites out there that will <clears throat> convert your feed into HTML for you. So yeah. So what
0: I love about all of this is I was listening to um, someone else's podcast, actually, a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about how a lot of marketers don't have content creation problems. They have content distribution problems. Yes. And I feel like this is such a, a, a simple solution or just an, another way to help people who are already strapped for time, strapped for resources. Like this is just a, a simple thing that sound maybe sounds a little complicated or a little scary to take on, but can really help with that content distribution.
1: Yes. So for example, most email programs, definitely, you know, Hyaluronic Informs and Farms, Real Magnet, those do do Pro- Careful product placement. Um, <laughs> The most of them, though, allow you to stick an RSS feed into um, the email. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you could have your RSS feed in. Um, say you've got, let's, say you've got a blog, and you use email distribution. So every time your blog has a post, you can set up your email to send out the latest blog post whenever there's content automatically. Mm -hmm. so you don't have to then go okay i've created a blog now i have to go over here and i have to make sure i put it on my website on the front page and i have to make sure that i send out an email to all the people who subscribe to the blog um so that they have updates um no you post the blog your rss feed pops up on the main home side of your home page the home page of your website (laughs) um the blog post pops up on the homepage of your website. It pops up, um, into the email program that says, Oh, new content. I'm going to send that out to the people who have subscribed. Uh, maybe you have, um, widgets placed elsewhere. Um, you've got RSS feed going to your social media. So it instantly distributes itself to Twitter, um, puts itself on your Facebook feed. So it distributes itself for you the moment you hit post.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And therefore, covering all those bases no matter where the member happens to be at that that given moment.
1: Yeah. And by the way, we were talking about the ads. One of the things that I've been looking into that I think is kind of exciting is that um, there are um, sites that are starting to accept HTML ads. And because you can get that HTML to RSS, you could conceivably um, have that RSS feed update your advertising real-time, wherever you've got it placed.
0: Oh, now that's interesting.
1: I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, it's <laughs> so cool. You could absolutely, um, uh, It the HTML ads like that are still a little bit of a new thing because it's kind of like a dynamic HTML, but yeah, imagine the possibilities mm-hmm. every that's- time you post something new that you want somebody to see. Every time a new post goes to, um, goes up on the community
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're targeting your members and only your members with Google ads, imagine that they're seeing the latest blog post wherever they go on the website, on the, on the web, not just your website.
0: Yeah, I love I that. I mean,
1: that's pretty awesome. Now, say one of the other things I've been working on is a way to just add an email address when you're creating your marketing automation emails. Okay, And that email address sends your email to an RSS feed and turns it into an RSS feed. So now imagine, let's go one step further, you've got five members who are in your renewal campaign. Mm -hmm. And they get the next email, and that email also goes to that RSS feed. And suddenly those members are now seeing their renewal message as a Google ad. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm not claiming to be able to do this 100% yet. This is something I'm still working on, but yeah.
0: Um, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that would um, it's definitely like little, yeah. keep you top of mind. And it's not so much of like a loop uh, that you would be sending folks on, but it's just you're constantly where your members are and they're seeing the right message that's – relevant to not just what they're doing or, or what's going on with your association, but where they are in the member life cycle with you.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, it opens up a whole new world of possibilities, which is what Mm -hmm. I love about it. Yeah. And it's all based in something that, you know, I grew up. with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So theoretically, then you could also use RSS feeds to build out Different newsletters for different member segments. Is that right? I mean, newsletters are every association has a newsletter. A lot of folks look at that as their primary mode of communication, email communication at least.
1: Yeah, Um, there was, there was a, um, ASAE did a survey recently and 93% of the association managers that they talked to said that, um, their primary goal and their primary need from the members was to be a trusted source of news and information Mm -hmm. 93 percent that's huge yeah and then there was another study recently and i'm blanking on Ooh, i'm blanking on who it was that did the survey but um the survey turned out that associations were actually the most trusted source of news for members because you have the same sort of viewpoint the same mission the same goals yeah um, which is why you joined the the association in the first place so yeah and we always
0: Yeah, we always talk about how newsletters are more successful, perform better, more effective, um, more, I don't want to say personalized, but like when they are really relevant to the different member segments that you're sending to because, you know, everyone wants to send their newsletter, of course, but when you can dynamically, you know, edit the content and make sure that it's the most relevant for whatever segment you're sending to. it's it just performs so much better. So how can how can you tie the RSS feed into these different like newsletter segmentations?
1: So yeah, there's a couple of different ways you can do it. Um, one is I mean, you could send one newsletter, but you can do different story level targeting if mm-hmm. you have like various audiences um, and curate those feeds um, carefully so that like say for example using AAA, my most recent association um, airport association you could have um, people who are interested in the security side of airports, people who are interested in safety, people who are interested in operations, and they can all have like different targeted groups and it, there may be some overlap, but you know, you're only reading news that's of interest to you and you've curated the feeds for each of those sections to match that. Mm-hmm. Or one of the other big things about aviation AB, or um, association newsletters is that they are a source of ad revenue. And imagine if you were to do, say, six different newsletters, all targeted to a specific type of audience. Suddenly you've just increased your ad sales possibilities by six yeah. times six. Mm-hmm. And because you're doing this with RSS feed, you've curated the feeds. It takes a little bit of time up front, just like a, a campaign does. But once you've created those feeds, it, they just run on their own. You can sit back and sell the ads, which sounds yeah. a lot easier than it can be sometimes. But yeah, you've suddenly created very targeted audiences and you've increased the vehicles for those to go out times six. Right. And, and while you decrease the workload. Yeah.
0: Gotta love that. Always yeah. always a top priority. But and you know, while you may be concerned about the number of eyeballs decreasing on those ads, I would I would bet that you're going to get a lot more action on them and sponsors, partners, whoever is buying that ad space will be a lot happier with the conversion rates in the end.
1: Yep. If um, if the people who are buying the ads are smart, um, mm-hmm. they recognize that quality is better than quantity. Yes. Who so would you rather have see your, your message? 25 people who are the absolute audience and are probably going to click or 2,500 people um, that you're paying for or where only 25 people are going to see the ad and click?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great point. This has been illuminating, Beth. Anything else that our <laughs> our folks need to know about
1: RSS feeds? Um, honestly, I think that like the capabilities are just only... I mean, there's so many things you can do with it. We've only just started uncovering all of the capabilities. It's kind of like finding the Rosetta Stone and realizing that it translates... Languages that didn't exist when Rosetta Stone was created. Yeah. Um, for all of you people who think I'm talking about just the software, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think the biggest thing is, is just keep an eye out, watch news, like, watch for news on RSS feed create an RSS feed to give you news on RSS feeds. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and Alex can tell you at the end of every one of the conversations that made up that 17 hours, this is how goofy I get. (laughs) um, There's just so much you can do with it. Just watch for possibilities. Think about how you're going to handle that next generation that's coming into the workforce. That's already in the workforce. Mm -hmm. And, Think about where you need your message to be. Just think about where you need your message to be. And I would be willing to bet you nine times out of 10, there's a way to use RSS feed and distribute the message to get it there. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Beth. If our listeners want to find you and ask you questions about RSS feeds, where can they find you?
1: Um, well, if you're a customer, I'm always on hug. Um, I am also really active on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, so you can find me either one of those places.
0: Great. And join us, uh, customers and non-customers next month at super forum, our virtual conference, Beth will be there. Maybe talking about RSS feeds, but definitely talking about a lot of other things I have seen the schedule. So she will be there. Um, we have tons of speakers. I think we've got like more than 40 or 60 sessions, something something it's crazy like plus. that. There's 60 plus. There's a ton of them. Yeah. 60 plus. <laughs> 60 plus sessions. Um, it's a free event over three days. So definitely join us there. And we will see you all again next week on another episode of the Member Engagement Show.